welcome to another episode of the Naturally Built Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Pablo Cortez. Uh, my guest today is landscape architect, uh, Stephen Chavez. Uh, Stephen uh, established his own practice, Stephen Chavez Associates Landscape Architecture in 2009, and, and is currently teaching in the landscape architecture program at Cal Poly Pomona. Um, you're also a photographer, right? Stephen, are you doing some photography work? Is that? I'm, yeah, I'm an amateur photographer. I did go to school. Uh, I got a master's in fine art photography, and I, I've had a few little projects, but mostly do it just for my own. Has the year started for you guys? You're just still a couple weeks away from getting going. Yeah, a couple of weeks away from Cal Poly, um, but I've been teaching um, at UCLA this summer. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, great. So I, I, we'll kind of get into that in a little bit, but I, really the reason why I reached out to you is I wanted to talk about um, the uh, National Association of Minority Landscape Architectures that you uh, started up. Um, could you give me like a quick uh, rundown of what that's all about? Yeah, so um, I had the idea a few years back, and it's been about five years of starting an association of minority landscape architects. Um, but it, I started a Facebook page, and it's just been sitting there for five years. And uh, I knew that I didn't have the time myself and or even the expertise to start it on my own. So I was kind of waiting around to see, you know, who can come, you know, who I can meet, maybe through practice or through former colleagues or something. They can kind of help me, you know, be a partner. Um, so, with that, I did. Um, one of my students at Cal Poly Pomona started to work with me as an intern at first, and then became a, an employee. And so I mentioned it to him, and he liked the idea, and he was very, very interested. So he kind of came on board, but it was still kind of just on the back burner. And then um, uh, I met Sarah Abed, um, and uh, she. Uh, we had a conversation, she was interested, and uh, once she jumped on, then it was like a, a booster shot. It really got things going. So she started an Instagram account right away and started getting followers, and I've been working on the paperwork to become incorporated, and um, we're in that process now. Uh, so far, so good with all that, yeah. Well, it's good to hear that things are moving yeah. forward. Um... So you're, you're you're looking you're going through the process right now of getting incorporated as a uh, nonprofit as a yeah as a nonprofit five hundred one c three and uh, that can take a, a few months to go through the federal process but we do have uh, some of the initial paperwork already cleared and, uh, so that's uh, that's a good thing like we got the name um, reserved we have the article of incorporation the initial one okayed and now we're going through the tax status and all that but, um, so we're hoping to have yeah our, and then we have a website ready to go we're just waiting for a couple of things but we should have that published within the next couple of weeks yeah that's great to hear um, can you uh, get into some of the goals of, uh, of NAMLA and what they what you guys are hoping to achieve yeah so I mean they're pretty straightforward goals um, in terms of uh, our purpose um, Number one is that we're going to first reach out to minorities um, at all ages, not just, you know, K to 12, but in community colleges and try to get more people of color to even, you know, you know, first just expose them to the profession, what landscape architects to do. Um, and then 
help them for whoever wants to, you know, pursue an education in landscape architecture, help them with the application process, whether that's portfolio development and review, uh, even any kind of uh, helping them with the different types of programs and what might be a good program fit for them, mentorship and all that. And then from there, you know, once they get in, if they get in, then they start studying, then we would also continue with mentorship, helping with tutorials and helping with any kind of finances that we can in terms of uh, awards, financial awards and uh, uh, scholarships. Uh, and then, yeah, and then, so that's number one, you know, to try to reach out and get minorities first to understand, you know, what landscape architecture, because when I went into school for landscape architecture, before I knew about, you know, before going to a lecture, I didn't know really what it was, you know, is it, you know, gardening, what is it, you know, really, um, so that's, that's, that's the number one thing, and then helping get through the education process, but then career development, um, once they graduate, uh, to continue that mentorship, but also help them get through the law exams, you know, landscape architecture registration exams, um, both through, um, tutoring and uh, financial assistance and then also if they want to start their own practice um, I've started around where you started your own practice so you know some of the steps that it takes to go through that so helping them with that process um, as well yeah no, that's, that's good to hear it's uh, it's a little more uh, far-reaching than I initially thought right you have, you have this sort of set of goals that are pretty uh, um, you know they, they extend what you're capable of now that you're going to be incorporated you have a lot more access hopefully a lot more access to uh um not only professionals but you know funding sources things like that right you're now you can have start to develop the um the association itself into more of a of a like i said established uh um yeah. uh, non-profit right yeah non-profit i was gonna say company but yeah 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 very good yeah. very cool so with 501c3 donations are tax deductible so right. Um, and that's retroactive from the time that we first apply. So we, we've already applied and we put the start date as July 1st, 2020. Um, so yeah, that makes it more formal. And we do want to have a, you know, we, we're, we're already starting with board and who the officers are in minutes. It's going to be a formal organization. Um, but, um, and then also, you know, yeah, so that you have the outreach, education, career development, and then also leadership. So um thinking about um you know minority firms that actually have opportunities for procuring work um public and civic civic projects especially in communities of color um and right now we just you know with some initial research we just don't see that we don't see that kind of um, um sort of like representation of people from the community people that are minorities and even in like highly urban areas where there's a lot of minorities. Most of the public and civic project designs are not led or decision makers are not really from the community or even from those minority groups. Um, and then also looking at not just that, but um, academia and, you know, what are the percentages of people of color in in academia and teaching and especially in leadership roles such as tenure track, tenure, um positions and you know through sit for cities like say you know albuquerque at university of new mexico landscape architecture program or you know where there's a large latino population or el paso they have you know, architecture programs 
um, I don't think they have a landscape architecture program, but when, you know, even projects that are being built in those communities where there's a high percentage of, say, Latinos, but they're not really decision makers in what is being designed in those communities. Um, so we're going to do the metrics on that, sort of like Landscape Architecture Foundation has um, performance metrics for ecology and sustainability. We're going to look at some metrics on, on structural racism from professional practice to academia all the way down to uh, lower levels of education. Speaking of sort of the outreach and what have, what are some of the challenges that you've uh, uh, ran into, if at all, trying to uh, start the, the organization? Well, the biggest challenge is the, um, the learning curve for itself. Sarah has some experience volunteering for nonprofit organizations, but uh, me and Alex Alejandro Armas is, um, is one of my interns now vice president and co-founder um, we don't have any experience with nonprofits so it's been a learning you know so we we've consulted we've talked with a lawyer and you know she's actually spent you know quite a bit of time for free which is you know it, it's been you know we're really appreciative of that but uh, yeah that learning curve of just it's not the difficulty of doing the paperwork it's just figuring out what exactly needs to be done and in what sequence Yes, yeah. just like yeah. starting a company, right? It's, it's the same steps. Just <laughs> if it's all yeah, brand, if it's yeah. all brand new, it's uh, it takes some. You're right. There is that learning curve, and um, but it seems like you guys have are getting figured out, right? You guys are getting there. You're you're getting set up, and uh, things are moving forward, which is just good to see. Um, yeah, yeah, we we're doing quite a bit on Instagram. Sarah and Alejandro are doing firm profiles already, and we got um, pretty good following already, which is nice. You know, with it's only like about a month, month's time since we started the Instagram account. And, um, and then the website is just ready to go. So we're just waiting on a couple of small things and uh, we should have that published in a couple of weeks. Is that, is, is a plan to be able to connect uh, students with uh, professionals and, and other um, uh, tutors that are available? That and then through, you know, the department, we'd like to maybe at some point um, put together some sort of lecture series um, where we can reach out to other minorities across the country, like, you know, say Kofi Boone or Jeff Howe, and maybe have them do some some presentations or even just discussions, not so much presentations. Obviously, you got your hands full with NAMLA and uh, teaching. Um, is is your practice still in the mix? Are you still practicing? Is that, seems like a, you're, you have uh, at least one employee that you uh, commented. Is that an ongoing thing that you're focusing on? Yeah, so it's been cool. Pretty. It's, I've had a few residential projects, Cal Poly, Pomona, UCLA, starting Nanwon State University, and this week has been Immersion Week um, with that. So um, a lot going on, but um, the residential work, it's a good thing that I kind of timed it just right where I was able to get the work, a lot of the work finished and kind of plateaued a little bit uh, right before starting uh, doctoral studies. Um, but, you know, now moving forward, I have to be a little more careful about what I take on in terms of my practice and because of the teaching schedule and uh, being a student. So, uh, how long have you been, have you been teaching? Yeah. So fall of 2018. I started both at UCLA and Cal Poly. Community. How is your, your time yeah. split between UCLA and Cal Poly? Is it like a 50-50 type of thing? Um, well, UCLA is a... Um, Certificate program, and we only meet once a week. It's usually a night class, um, so it's not too much of a time commitment unless I'm teaching a new course where I need to go through 
you know, creating a, a syllabus and all that, but um, it's not too much. So yeah, Cal Poly Pomona is three times a week, usually Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from something like 12 to 2.50. Um, so there's more time commitment with Cal Poly Pomona, um, for sure, yeah. For, uh, as far as your work with, uh, with NAMLA, you mentioned that the next steps are getting incorporated as a nonprofit. Um, beyond that, is there, you know, what, you know, what would be your, your um, once you are incorporated, is it just a matter of doing the work? Uh, do you have anything else that you're looking to maybe accomplish uh, once that's done to, uh, um, uh, for the organization itself? You have, there's three members, right? Or is there more now? Yes, yeah. So we would uh, like to build up the board of directors um, uh, and, uh, you know, pretty much right away, as soon as we can start, um, giving out financial awards and um, scholarships to to students. Um, is there a goal for how big you want to make the uh, the boards, or is it sort of a as an ongoing thing? I think we, I mean, we talked about it, and we we're saying probably a maximum of about nine members on on the board. Yeah, um, but you know, it just just depends. We have we have no idea, you know, if how it's going to go in the next once we publish, once we get. All the articles in incorporation complete. Um, we're not sure you know, if it's going to move quickly or slowly, or we you know how it's going to move forward. But um, you know, we we're hoping to you know at least even if it's a small amount to start giving out some um, financial awards and scholarships and putting together you know some sort of way of of doing that in terms of you know whether it's portfolio review or specific projects that they submit, um, something like that. I wonder how has, how has the department, especially at Cal Poly, received all this? So far it's been good. Uh, we did put together uh, an introduction letter and they did share it to the department of Cal Poly, to CPPLA. Um, and then the, the dean of um, ENV reached out to us and um, said if we need any help um, to just let her know. So. Um, yeah, but you know we're still starting, and we want to make sure that we get at least um, legally incorporated before starting to move forward with any of that. But um, yeah, so far there's been a good uh, uh, reception from the department. Seems to be a very good response, not only from th the students, but they there seem to be kind of pushing for this these type of of groups, right? More um, uh, obviously racially diverse and inclusion being in there in the in the program um, yeah yeah so there's been even before we even announced and sent out our introductory letter that there was letters from students at Cal Poly Pomona and not just Cal Poly Pomona but the University of Washington Ohio State Harvard a few other um, universities where the landscape architecture students got together and really uh, pushing specifically for more black and brown representation um, in the profession and also what is being taught in the schools um, that a lot of it um, there's been some claims you know complaints about being eurocentric and not enough you know coverage and you know what black and brown people are designing and you know all of that so that's you know that's that's been a challenge for like a really long time now i guess this is um, um something that is how long has the pr profession been around and how far have we got with diversity? You know, not very far. 
I graduated in 2007 and things were a little bit different back then. Are you, uh, I mean, I don't remember, you know, having any sort of uh, conversations with um, anyone about the, the, the amount of diversity in the field, um, at least not on a, on a large scale. Yeah, I graduated in 2006. Um, and um, yeah, there was, when I applied uh, to the program at the University of Washington, I had a couple of mentors and, you know, um, they were, you know, they were white and they said, you know, we really need some diversity in this profession. Um, I'm glad you're interested and they kind of helped me with the application process. And I, I didn't think much about, in fact, I didn't think much about race until I went into landscape architecture. I used to build custom cars and whatever. I used to think, you know, I, it was, it wasn't a, it wasn't a thing. It wasn't like I hadn't think too much about institutional racism or anything that. Um, there was definitely in terms of, you know, who got published, you know, like say with even custom cars and, you know, there was a lot of very, very talented um, Mexican-American um, custom painters, you know, from the San Fernando Valley, Los Angeles, et cetera. And uh, they didn't get, other than Laura Magazine, they didn't get published that much, you know, compared to um, their white counterparts, you know, um, Larry Watson and Gene Winfield, et cetera. They got national and international attention. Um, um, but I didn't think too much about it. But when I went into landscape architecture, it really did kind of give me like a ton of bricks. I, in fact, my first quarter, I mean, yeah, my first quarter I almost left. I almost left. I thought, yeah, yeah. I thought, um, you know, how am I going to make it in this profession? Who's going to pay me to do this stuff from minority groups, you know, or whatever? Um, and and it, but I I really loved landscape architecture and what landscape architecture can do. So I I stayed with it. I stuck with it and. Uh, I went through the program and um, yeah, I would see things and some of the stuff that was taught and you know, not seeing any or very few examples of you know black and brown people, especially if they're any kind of creative works in landscape architecture or even landscape design, you know, like um, being taught. So kind of came out of there and, and um, feeling like just a little bit, I mean, I really wanted to do the work, but I did see a lot of the racism, you know, that wasn't blatant like you see in some parts of the country, but it was in the undercurrent. You, you, you have to kind of look for it a little bit further, but it was definitely very, very yeah. strong. Yeah, it's, um, uh, like you mentioned, as far as representation of, uh, of, of brown and black uh, designers and, and asking for that, that kind of stuff you, for me, at least, it was you had to kind of just seek it out on your own, right? Like there wasn't a uh, there wasn't a course, there wasn't any um, not a whole lot of material that available through the program that 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 kind of brought these things to light. Which you know, yeah. definitely time for a change, right? To be able to have access to that stuff um, easily and and readily, yeah, yeah, definitely. yeah. Um, well, Stephen, uh, yeah. you know, thank you for for coming on um, and talking to me. Um, is there anything that else that you want to kind of throw out there? Or anything that you want to um, that maybe we missed during our conversation? No, I think we covered quite a bit. Yeah, thanks for having me come on. Yeah, that's I really appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything uh, that you've been doing, uh, reading, uh, something you watched during uh, all this that you'd like to share? Anything that you think is maybe fun for somebody else to look up, an experience? 
Um, I guess I guess I've just been trying to you know reset. I guess you'd say you know I've been a lot of time in the house. And I was thinking about yeah. you know developing better habits. <laughs> you know. Even if there's small things like not eating too much in the middle of the night or something, <laughs> <laughs> too many peanut butter and jellies now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that same problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, I mean, I, that's what I'm. You know, I I found that at least um, having to be home and really kind of be with just you know, me, my wife, and we have a little dog, and it's really got me to think about like some of what's important what i what i miss about being out and about having that freedom of just doing whatever you want and getting up and going out at any time um and what i don't you know some of the things that you know i feel like wow maybe this could be a there could be some benefit to this in the long run um, so um yeah but yeah i do you know I, it's been reading more i've been watching a lot more uh movies and uh doing more a little bit more photography and all that kind yeah. of stuff so do, yeah. you, do you have anywhere that people where you share your photography right now it's just instagram um and i do have a website um but mostly just instagram yeah i'm i am working on a on a book uh, on the la river so um yeah what do you uh what do you shoot with canon nikon sony nikon yeah nikon yeah just DSLR and um, yeah, and then a lot now with um, just my iPhone. Yeah, right. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> yeah, yeah I, it's always on you. It's it's you can just pull it right out. And I I mean I would argue that they take really nice pictures. They do. <laughs> yeah. Comparable to uh, DSLRs, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Without the bulk. Yeah, it's all about the eye, right? Really, I'm not I'm not yeah. much into the tech stuff. I mean, it's um, yeah. You know, I, I don't think too much about you know it's. Some, you know, I just, I'm really thinking about what, you know, what you're capturing. Yeah, what, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, good. Nice. Yeah. All right. Well, Stephen, thanks again. Um, like I said, we'll include a lot of uh, the, the NAMLA uh, contact info in the in the show notes. Um, That'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, is there, other than NAMLA, I mean, I'm, I'm, to get a hold of you, they'd be through that. Uh, you have your Instagram account. We'll, we'll post that. Um, so that if people want to, you know, reach out and ask any questions or, um, you know, ask you about the the NAMLA association and, and yes, absolutely. You know, yeah, that. so I do have um, yeah, yeah, I do have Stephen E Chavez, uh, Stephen with a V, E Chavez, and that's an Instagram, and then also Scale Life is my landscape architecture office. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, like I said, we'll we'll include all that info uh, so people can get a hold of you if they have any questions mm -hmm. um, or are looking to get involved in any way. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, hey, Stephen. Uh, again, I apologize for the for the tech stuff, the tech difficulties. Um, and, uh, thanks again for taking the time. And uh, we'll hopefully, I, like, I it'd be nice to you know keep this conversation going at some point, and, and I'll keep in touch with you and uh, Sarah. Mm -hmm. uh, I, 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 talk, I chat with Sarah once in a while. Yeah, yeah. So we're gonna have a di uh, directory on our website. So kind of already have your. I mean, if it's okay, we already have your information on that directory for the landscape architecture. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. All right. Cool. All right, Stephen. Well, you have a good night, and thanks again. All right. All right. Thank you, Pablo. We'll talk to you. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. I want to thank my guest, Stephen Chavez, for taking the time to join me for this episode. Our intro and outro music is written and produced by our good friend, Robert Wood. 
New episodes of the Naturally Built Podcast are available through iTunes and Podbean. You can also use your favorite podcast listening app by grabbing the RSS feed from the Podbean page. Thank you for listening and go out and build something.